I'd like to welcome our first sponsor to the official Do Good Better podcast, and that is DonorDoc. Listen, as a nonprofit, DonorDoc knows that you wear many different hats, and that's why they are here to help you make your life easier. DonorDoc helps you connect with your donors on a deeper level and provides you with the tools to become the ultimate fundraiser. There are other instantly cool features too, but we know connecting and staying connected with your donors are high on most of your priority lists. Hey, guess what? DonorDoc is so awesome, and I'm telling you, so awesome, that to everyone listening, they are giving you a 100% discount off your first month. That's right, 100% off. It's absolutely free to use for your first month. All you have to do is use the referral code DOGOODBETTER, and you're set. Again, do good better. It's simple. It's easy. Head to DonorDoc.com to learn more and get started. Hey, thanks, DonorDoc, for being an official sponsor of the official Do Good Better podcast. People actually are consuming, right? Because what's the point of spending all this time creating great content, putting together a thousand, two thousand word blog piece, and no one's really searching for that term. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. And of course, this show is all about small nonprofits doing great big things. Sometimes, however, those small and medium-sized nonprofits need a little bit of help, either with technology or fundraising stuff. And so this is why we have a, a special episode uh, today, a guest expert training episode on the official Do Good Better podcast. With me today, the founder of Local SEO Search, John Bonk. John, how are you today? I'm doing fabulous. Thanks. Thank you again for having me, Patrick. I'm Absolutely. excited to share some insights and knowledge to some of your audience members. This is, uh, this is going to be great. I think when uh, you are a small nonprofit, um, you are looking at a, a whole bunch of different ways on how to get exposure, how to get noticed, uh, how to uh, spread your message of uh, wonderful uh, you know, the, the things that you're doing and the impact you're making in the community. And sometimes you can get lost in the flood of other stuff on the interwebs. And somewhere along the line, probably somebody has said to you, you know, you need to check your SEO. And not a lot of people know what that is. So let's start at the top. John, tell me a little bit about who you are, what you do, and why we're chatting today. Perfect. Um, so I started this agency seven years ago um, in 2013. The reason I started was I was in the advertising sales industries for over 10 years before I started this company. Um, and the last stint was really working at Yellow Pages Group where I help thousands of small, medium-sized businesses um, with their traditional advertising spends uh, in printed directories, some little bit of online digital, um, but they didn't really understand uh, the impact uh, Google would have in their business. Mm -hmm. And before Google existed, Yellow Pages was the go-to place every single small, medium-sized business had to be in. Um, so it kind of transitioned, I would say 10 to 15 years ago, where people kind of realized, well, people weren't using and consuming directories or printed flyers and newspapers the same way, the same level, the same frequency um, as they used once used to 
have, right? So therefore, um, there was a trend, there was a, a shift in terms of user behavior. And Google kind of took off then. And a lot of people were now consuming content on their computer. Um, but even today, like uh, everyone's consuming content on their smartphones, their mobile devices, because speed of the internet has really uh, expedited. So with you know, change comes a lot of different new, you know, industries, I would say. And sure. what, what I came into uh, this local SEO space was really to help these small, medium-sized businesses transition, generate more visibility, get more exposure online so that people who are actively looking for their product, their service, or you know, their message, their core values, they can then have a platform where people can then consume that content piece and easily access it at their time and their free will. In, uh, in here in North Dakota alone, there are over 5,100 individual nonprofits. There are less than a million people in this state. That is a boatload of competition that you have as a small and medium-sized nonprofit. I think SEO is probably one of your best fighting weapons against uh, against the sea of current of information coming uh, for you. But if somebody's just clicking around, they're like, SEO, I've heard of this stuff. What, what on earth is it? I think it might be just a hashtag and you put in some things and I don't know what that is. So explain to me, you're gonna have to dumb it down for me because if I can understand it, then everybody can. That's how I've based uh, my, my learning process is. Explain what SEO is. So SEO is short form for search engine optimization. And what that really means is if you're on Google and there's that search bar, you usually type in a keyword. And I'm just going to type in, say, pizza, rest- pizza shops near me, right? Um, and what you're going to come out back with is listings on the search result. Usually at the top is paid ads. And that's where Google makes their billions of dollars daily. Every time you click on that ad, that business owner is charged per click. Mm. So I stay away from the paid ads and I really focus on the below that uh, fold, which is the map, which is the local three pack, I would say. And below that, even further is more the organic listing. So anything that's natural or free that's what I try to go after for all my clients because ultimately that's where the most you know, clicks happen mm-hmm. and um, consumers are much more savvy today than they first were back in uh, 10 years ago when Google got started, right? And people understand it's pay to play for ads and it's natural earned space where Google believes that they kind of vetted their way to be that top positioning spot on that or first page spot on, on the first page, right? right. Um, so what you need to do is start understanding how you can be that thought leader, that expert, that authoritative, um, you know, niche-specific industry expert for those given keywords that you really want to go after. And that allows small, medium-sized businesses to really set themselves apart from these large megacorps, right? These large corporations that have huge amounts of budgets, but you really refine your niche. You drill down into more community focus, drill down to really your expertise, and you can really get a lot of 
uh, low-hanging fruit in terms of traffic that are very high value, very high click-through rate, and very high conversion rate. So um, hopefully that doesn't really scare you, but I'm all, all about trying to give more return on investment in terms of generating the best um, results for small, medium-sized business without spending a lot of money. And that's what SEO should do for your business. I think uh, our nonprofit friends probably took three phrases out of that whole thing, which is free, great, not paid, right? Not paid uh, advertisements, so free, uh, content, and keywords. So let's talk about uh, content and keywords because there are, they're perked up here. They're like, okay, I don't, I don't have to pay to play on that top search. I can actually earn my way uh, by having Google sort of recognize what we're doing and impact or whatever. What's more important, content or keywords, or is there not a difference between the two? And what plays better for a small, medium-sized business or nonprofit? I would say um, everything because yes. there's over <laughs> there's over 200 signals for Google uh, to rank a website, and it's always changing. So their algorithm. Um, there's updates on a daily basis and there's major core updates that happen every couple months. And over the years, what they're trying to do is refine their search results to have the better, the best results for that given user. So really focus on your user, really focus on providing authentic, real, well-researched depth driven content pieces and remember content's not just written format it can be audio content image content video content uh infographics um there's a lot of forms of content and different people will consume different types of content so really keep that in mind um the messaging should be equally or as important so really focus on the depth really position yourself as the expert or someone that knows what they're talking about, especially if you've been doing what you've been doing for 10, 20, 30 years, you have a wealth of knowledge and information. So tap into that inner self, right? Write, spend that time really devoting into really well-researched information, putting into a very professional format and make sure that it allows for Google to eventually get picked up and then hopefully gets amplified by your peers, right? Yeah. Where people will then share it or post it or like it or comment on it, right? Because mm -hmm. ultimately these are all signals. Um, and what you probably have heard of is links uh, as one big signal. And I would just boil down to what, what a link really is. It's really a metric where um, traditionally back in the yellow pages day, or if you've been in business for like 20, 30 years, um, a link would be something similar to like a referral or a word of mouth kind of someone passed on your name to someone else. So today's day and age, because there's billions of websites online and Google can only crawl websites, right? Mm -hmm. um, so how do they determine which websites they should serve up higher than someone else? So as much as you write and produce really good content on your website, Google doesn't know you're you from anyone else right so how do you set yourself apart and links are a very good signal because the more authoritative links you have from other sites different channels different you know um, very authoritative sites linking back to your site that will give google a better indication of who you are and what you've done and produced so say very high authority uh, news sites or um 
sponsorships or directories or, you know, associations or whatever it may be, and you have a really good write-up and you have a link back to your website, that is a very strong indicator as well. So not only do you have to produce really good content, you also have to do really good work so that other people notice you. I, so I like this. There's a couple of things I want to sort of digest out of that too, because I think it's really interesting. One of it is if your organization is featured in a news uh, magazine, on the news, in radio interview, if you've got a podcast that you do, it if you're saying this correctly, it's really important to put that on your website so that everything's cross-contaminating uh, in a positive way, of course, uh, but it's cross-promoting uh, all of these things so that Google's now picking you up and it's, it's now indicating, oh, there's something here, there's something here, this must be the expert in the field because people are interviewing because there's something on their site. Is that correct? Yes. So what's important is having other sites linked to your website, yeah. not yep. so much you linking to them gotcha. because you're diluting yourself, right? So what you want to do is have as many backlinks coming to your website. And there's different metrics within the backlink profile as well. And there's a lot of tools for that. But yeah. really focus on like um, non-paid earned backlinks. Right. Because the more natural it is, the mm -hmm. better Google will then realize like you earned it. It's not like anyone could pay to play, right? right. Pay to play is you know, not as, uh, it, it's not as relevant for a SEO campaign because it doesn't make as much of an impact. Right. So here's, here's a tip from me to you as a nonprofit, uh, individual organization running, do a lot of interviews, go and get on podcasts, go and spread your message wherever you can so that they then share your content and they tell your story going to link back to because you're going to have their own uh, website there as well. That's awesome. You mentioned something else, which was authentic content. I think a lot of people um, are either scared to do it or don't know what that means. So you can kind of digest, can you kind of like uh, riff with me a little bit about what authentic content looks like and the difference between what is not authentic? Yeah. So do not scrape other people's website and use it for your own purpose, right? Talk what? about that because I think because <laughs> I think people do this all the time. Yes, and it drives me insane. Um, along with the uh, just general uh, uh, like fo stock photos, which drive yes. me in, like my my brain explodes when I see a lot of stock photos. Talk to me about that. So let's let's do this because this is now my a passion project of mine. If I try to help other people, trying to you know figure out what their content is. Exactly. So content, like you mentioned, uh, is consumed in multiple ways. So images, uh, people want to see custom images. They want your professional photography or your phone today, like the iPhones mm -hmm. or Samsungs. They're very high pixels, right? Yep. Take custom pictures that are unique to you and that you own and then tell a story behind it, right? So everything should be personalized, should be unique to your business, and you should really not use other people's stories. And if you do, make sure you reference it, right? Like yeah. make sure that you, uh, you know, credit it by whoever that source is, right? Because it's all genuine. Mm -hmm. uh, what you want to do is make sure that um, it's real enough, it's unique, and it's your own so that other people will then want to share it, amplify it. Because mm -hmm. the more custom it is, the better it looks for you. Mm -hmm. And Google will realize it's unique. 
right? Um, the more you scrape from other sites or images or stock photos, um, the more diluted you become. And it's actually more spamish as well. So you want to stay away from spam and yeah. stay, make sure that everything you produce is genuinely produced by yourself. Um, especially images, right? Like it's so yeah. easy to just go Google images. But mm-hmm. what happens is getting images will eventually send a bill to you <laughs> because you kind of didn't use it authorized by a, a third party, right? So yep. make sure you own anything that you produce onto your own website. And it's as simple as using your phone and taking photos. It's right. It's taking a background of your office, taking photos with you or whomever is working with you uh, as well. Uh, what what I didn't know up until a number of years ago was that each image that is on the internet has its own unique yep. number, yep. and Google knows all of it. Yep. You don't think they know, but they know. And unless you are dramatically changing it or adding, if you're going to use a photo of somebody else's, at least put your logo on it or, or 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 shade it in a different way or save it like something else. But here's the thing: avoid that completely. So you don't get hung up with all of that and take your own photos. And like you said, I think the phones that we have now are like supercomputers and they're like better than cameras that were produced 10 years ago. Like actual like thousand dollar cameras are crazy. So um, it doesn't take a lot of time and it's completely unique to you. And then people find that a lot more interesting. And if you've noticed, and I'll use this as an example. If you notice when you are posting on Facebook, for example, or you're posting on something, Imagine how many likes you get on an original photo of something that you take compared to whatever you find on the internet and then, and then post that. It's dramatically different because I think Facebook takes the entire algorithm brain set the same way that Google does is they say, well, this is something that somebody else has already done. This is a copy and paste thing. This is something completely original. And the algorithm knows that enough that they're going to boost that in the, uh, in, the, in the content as well. Same thing goes for Google and everything on your website. So Pay attention. John knows what he's talking about. This is great. I like this. Um, it's really important, I think, for nonprofits to stand out in a crowd. Keywords are another thing that I don't think we think about a lot when we are posting or we are um, uh, uploading on our website. What are keywords and why are they so important? And how do we figure out which are which and what's more important to uh, those that uh, hang out with us on the Internet? So uh, keyword research is very pivotal in terms of the process of an SEO campaign because you have to understand traffic, uh, search volume, and go after words that people actually are consuming, right? Mm -hmm. Because what's the point spending all this time creating great content, putting together a thousand, two thousand word blog piece, and no one's really searching for that term. Right. right? Um, so it's very pivotal for you to either use some tools um, or do your own research, right? Like, you know who your major competitors are. Take a look at some of their topic ideas. Talk, read some of their blogs. Do some due diligence on what's ranking today on some of the stuff that you want to rank for, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And really focus on making it own, make it unique to yourself. How can you strategize so that you can um, set yourself apart, right? Um, mm-hmm. And look at subtopics, look at different keyword variations, look at long tail keywords, look at less competitive keywords so that you can win on some of these terms um, and go depth versus like, you know, short 250, 500 word blog. I would rather you sp- invest well-researched content and invest it takes three months to produce one really good content piece versus trying to produce one blog every week that is irrelevant or just so that you have it on your website. Mm -hmm. Um, 
because unique is way better than just doing it just for the sake of doing it. Right. I love that. What I, um, this has been really helpful, I think, to a lot of people, because I think when they are thinking about how to, how to um, be relevant in a very flooded crowd, yeah. there are a lot of simple solutions to this. And I think we overcomplicated in the nonprofit world specifically, but I, I bet a lot of businesses do too. Uh, namely, uh, trying to put stuff out there for the sake of putting it out there, not being thoughtful and authentic. Um, and then really uh, doing your own research on what is popular and how you fit within your niche in the first place. You mentioned niche. How important is it to find your niche and not be everything else to everybody? Yeah. Uh, it's so pivotal, especially if you've been doing it for so many years, you kind of know who your ideal customer is. Uh, create a persona, create um, that profile of who you want to go after. Once you understand who that is, because it's very difficult to kind of project in your uh, early stages of starting your nonprofit, right? To know who your ideal customer you want to go after is. You have to kind of do it for a while to see who are your biggest donors or who are the people you really want to get in front of. Once you have that profile, then you can create everything from strategy to content pieces to written to video, you know, audio, whatever it is. Um, to really go after that. But before you know who that is, it's very difficult. I would say invest into running your business for a while, understanding how your business operates and who those people are that you want to go after. Once mm -hmm. you have a clear indication of who that is, then you'll know what sets you apart. Why did they pick you in the first place? Why didn't they pick your competitors? Those are the key unique selling propositions and ideas that you will make you stand out and let it be apparent on your website. Let people, and then keep it consistent. Because yeah. at the beginning, you're going to be all over the place trying to hit every single person that really doesn't work for anyone, right? Especially Google. Google wants you to be the expert for that given domain and niche, right? Yep. Until you realize who you are, you can't really do everything really good, right? I love it. I love it. This, this I think, gives everybody a little bit of control over what they can do to make sure that they're experts in putting together something that's interesting and unique and authentic and, and, uh, and, and really put in the hard work on the research side. Yes. That's really brilliant. And I think I love that as, uh, as sort of your thought process, helping sort of tweak our minds to kind of get from point A to point B. Wonderful stuff. I so appreciate this. But let's just say somebody has no interest in doing this themselves. They probably want to pay somebody to do this or at least get some information on what this is going to do so they don't have to think about it. And they can just go back and doing great, impactful work. And they're just going to leave it to the experts. How on earth do they get a hold of you so that you can walk them through this whole process in the first place? Yeah, so uh, my URL, uh, you can check us out. It's www.localseosearch.ca. We're based in Toronto, Canada, uh, but we service every you know country in, in the world, really, um, that are Canadian-speaking, uh, English-speaking, I mean, sorry. Uh, no, but no, trust me, as someone who lives very close to the Canadian border, it's Canadian speaking. <laughs> yeah. uh, but ultimately, there's a lot of self-taught uh, videos, podcasts, um, and it's a very complicated industry, to mm -hmm. say the least. And 
as much as you want to learn it yourself, there's experts that will speed up and shrink time for you. And that's the purpose of hiring and finding people that know what they're doing with a really good track record, right? Um, I always say, do your due diligence. Make sure you connect on not just a business level, but personal level. Make sure that you have the same sort of goals and aspirations and values because whoever's really focused on helping you should be helping you in multiple different ways. you know, things that you value, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's tons of content. There's, especially nowadays, there's webinars, there's Zoom, you know, meetings. There's so many things at your disposal with the advent of Google, right? Like everything's yeah. at your fingertips. So do research. Make sure that you're somewhat knowledgeable on the space so that when you hire someone or if you try to do it yourself, you can ask the right questions so that you don't get duped by someone that thinks they know what they're talking about when you kind of know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So they go to uh, localseosearch.ca.com. They uh, go find you. Yep. And they, so they're going to go there. Uh, they're going to get a hold of you. Uh, they're going to not take up 50 hours of their life trying to figure some things out. And they're just going to get you to help out. And that's going to be great. We're going to link all of your contact information in the show notes because I think it's really important to know where your. Um, best abilities are. And really when you're a nonprofit, your best ability is to help those that you're serving to make impact in your community. Don't worry about some of this stuff. Be knowledgeable enough to be dangerous, but when it comes down to it, hire an expert. That's really what we recommend all the time anyway. uh, And John, you're a really good one too. Again, find somebody you personality match with. I think our enthusiasm matches well. So I think we're going to talk to each other later. It's going to be fun. I got to love it. Awesome. Uh, Thanks a lot, Patrick. I do want to mention one more thing, which is the easiest way for a nonprofit to really stand out is your story is unique. Mm. Storytell in a written format or video because that will be easily for you. You know your story and what makes you stand out, right? So mm. put that in writing. Put that in a little video or a podcast. Put it on your homepage. Put it in your About Us and little snippets on social media so that you can amplify it. But it's unique. That's where you should start. I think empower yourself because you know your stuff better than anybody else. You're more exactly. passionate about it than anyone else. Excellent parting shot. Uh, helpful hint for us, John. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for being a guest on the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm sure we'll be in touch very soon. Awesome. Thank you, Patrick. Thanks, John. There are countless videos, books, articles, and folks out there with suggestions on how to raise more money. Of course, that's a major problem. Two much information. Do Good University has an online library of lectures, courses, and trainings that concentrate on one thing, making fundraising simple. Come join other like-minded do-gooders who are looking to unclutter their fundraising life. Enroll at Do Good University today at dogoodbetterconsulting.com.